You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. I want you to get your Bibles out. I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 22 through 30. We're going to just be there. Just That's the only place we're going to be. And this is an old felt board, felt board story that most of us have heard, most of us have seen, most of us could explain and teach probably on our own. It's a story of when Jesus walked on water and had this encounter with Peter out on the water. And, and most of us already know the end from the beginning. We know that, that there's going to be a statement of come and follow me. We know that there's going to be a guy that gets out of a boat. And we know that there's going to be a, a falling under the water and a raising back up. We, we know all of this, right? Like none of this is new to us. And so, but we are going to take this story today and kind of break it down a little bit and allow it to kind of teach us a truth that I think that we need to deal with today. Is that all right? So let's pray before we jump into the word. Father God, I thank you so much. Father, I thank you for your word. Father, we do not take it lightly. We don't flippantly jump into it because we know that it is alive. It is active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to literally divide me to my core. It's able to take things in my life that I've set up as truths and divide them. It's able to go, listen, I know that's what you think. I know that's who you think you are, but there is a better way. And through the power of the Holy Spirit and through the word, it comes in and just goes, we need to talk. And we're thankful for it. So today we choose to have our ears open and our hearts receptive and our knees weak so that when, Father, you speak to us, we can act accordingly. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, I want to talk to you about simply this. And I wrote last night, I was, I was kind of going through everything, and I wrote so much stuff down. And there were so many things that, that I felt like the Holy Spirit was kind of sharing with me that I, I don't want to miss them. So if you see me reading today, I don't want to miss some of this stuff. I don't want to glaze over it or miss it and come back later and go, man, I, I should have told them that. But what I want to deal with today is simply dealing with us stepping into our destiny. That's a, that's a weird word. That's a very strange word in the church. That, that we are called and that each of us have a destiny. That each of us have a plan, a destiny for us. And what I want to talk about is the fact that for us to reach our destiny, there is a supernatural road there is a supernatural road that stands in between me and me walking into my fullness of my destiny. Let me make sure that you heard what I just said. Standing between you and stepping into your full-blown destiny is a supernatural road. There is a supernatural pavement, a supernatural direction that will have to be walked down for you to fully walk into your destiny. So, And I want to just look at Matthew here. So let's go there right now. Matthew, where did I tell you to go? Matthew 14. That's all right, Wendell. Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 22. 
And I want you to just see this. We're just going to look at this story, this experience that, that Peter had out on the water with Christ. This experience that, because we've heard it so many times in church, we've minimized the grandeur of it. We've minimized the magnitude of what went down here as if it was just like, you know, Tuesday, right? But something amazing happened and something was shown. It says this in verse 22, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of them to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. I want you to underline that in your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, then underline it in your neighbor's Bible. If you don't have it on your phone, just, if you don't have a phone, well, what are you doing? Come on now. Everybody has a phone now, seriously. But I want you to get this, that, that verse right there is a big deal. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of them. Meaning he commanded them to do something, to be in a place where he wasn't. He said, I want you to go. And what did they do? They went. And after he dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. And later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. And then shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them. I love how that's just written so casually. Jesus just went out to them, walking on the water, walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were what? Terrified. Why? Because the supernatural terrifies us. Can I give you a little hint on something? If you ever talk to somebody and they say things like this, oh man, I saw an angel and their next sentence isn't and I then shook in terror, they didn't see an angel. If they, any, any amazing supernatural thing that doesn't shake us probably didn't happen. Did you hear what I just said? These were men that had been with Jesus and the supernatural's right in front of them. And instead of, this, of them just going, hey, look at him, they were terrified because the supernatural is scary at times. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be what? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Afraid. Thank you. This is an audience participation. This is your job. I say this. You say that. Let's try that again. And the Bible says, Jesus said, don't be a... There we go. And I even gave you the uh. All you had to do was the afraid part. Come on now. I'm trying to help you here. I know some of us have grown so used to just being at home right now. Oh, goodness. Come on. Flex it out. We're getting ready. We're doing this. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Jesus is declaring to them, he's saying, listen, I know what you see before you is scary. I know that you see the distance between us and it freaks you out, but I am him and don't be afraid. And then I love this, Peter, I love this. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said what? And then Peter got down of the boat and he walked on the water and he came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind and when he, he became afraid and he, and, and he began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why 
did you doubt? And then they climbed back in the boat and everybody rejoiced and it was a big party because people walked on water and it was amazing and the supernatural was revealed in front of them. Now I want to just take this story and kind of break it down because I, what I want to make us very aware of is that just like those men in the boat standing before Jesus walking on the water, standing before him, the thing that separated from them to him, what separated them from him was the supernatural. Are you following me on this? No, no, no. I, I need, this is yes in America because I need to know you get this. Okay. What separated him from them was not the waves, was not the water, was not the boat's edge, right? What separated them from him was the supernatural. And for them to be with him, there had to be a trusting in the supernatural. There had to be a trusting that when he says come, that that which looks like that, there's no way that's holding me up. And there's no way that this would, this would normally do this. I have to then trust on something other than what I'm seeing to get to where he wants me to go. Are you tracking with me on that? So for me to get where he wants me to be, there has to be a trusting that even though the things that I am looking at might in the past have seemed like that is a failure, there's no way this is going to work. But when Jesus says, come, all of that stops because I am no longer trusting in what I see. I'm trusting in the supernatural. Now, now, now let's just deal with this real quick because we, we got to clean something up. Because that word destiny, right? We talked about that. We talked about the thing that separates me from my destiny. My destiny in him. My destiny in what I, I'm called to do is separated by the supernatural. And that hasn't stopped. Let me just tell you something. Nothing. There is, it, this wasn't for this moment. There is, this is ongoing every day, every bit of our life. The thing that separates us from him is going to be the supernatural for us to get into our destiny. But here's the thing. What we first have to clean up is that word destiny. How many of you have heard that word before? How many of you ever heard that somebody has said, man, I, uh, you know, I, I've got, I feel like I've got a destiny on my life and I, I want to. How many of you want to walk in your destiny? Raise your hand. Huh? Right. Some of you just want to go back to restaurants. I get it. I get it. No. Right. I get it. And that's not wrong. Right. Some of you are just like, you know what? Can I, I mean, I mean, destiny is great, but if I could just have chips and salsa delivered to my table, is that so wrong to ask? Come on now, right? Right? Right, that's been my dream through all of this quarantine. I just want to say, yes, we need more chips. That's all I want to do. Does that make me a bad person? No. But all of us have heard that thing of destiny, but here's the thing. I want us to be careful because when you start mixing that word destiny into church lingo and you begin to incorporate that destiny because the world even says, I mean, the world's got t-shirts and, and self-help books written on how to step into your destiny and how to walk into your destiny. We have to first make sure that we understand through our biblical worldview what that even means. Because when, when we hear the word destiny, number one, what happens is, is if we're not careful, 
we will filter that word that what separates me from my destiny and that what my destiny is, is some, it's this. My destiny is me reaching the best version of me. Did everybody just hear what I just said? Like when we think of the word destiny, like what we project and what we kind of have in our mind is, is my destiny is this perfect, uh, fully uh, understood, fully experienced, fully, you know, mashed out there. It, it's the best version of me living my best life now, right? Like that's what we do, that's what we think. And so we project that. And we, what happens is if we're not careful, when we think of the word destiny, we go, yeah, God, Jesus has a destiny for me. If we're not careful, if we're not careful and we use the world system to understand what they think is destiny, which is the best version of them, what happens is this. What happens is, is, is when I think of destiny and I go, yeah, I'm, I'm called to living a destiny. What happens is, is Jesus now just becomes somebody that comes alongside of me to help me achieve me being the best version of me. Does that make sense? No, no, no. Let me just stop just for a second because you all look confused. If we're not careful and we have a, a kind of a world's mindset of what destiny is, and we begin to believe that, that destiny is just me being my best life, but then we mix in Jesus, right? Then Jesus then just becomes, by default, just a, a, a tool to help me become the best version of me. Does that make sense? Like, it, 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 he's only there, right? And, and, it's, and it even looks biblical. It looks right because I'm, I'm praying and asking him to help me be the best version of me so I can reach my destiny, which is the best version of who I am. Are you tracking me on that? The only problem is, is that's completely unbiblical. The only problem is, is that's, that's terribly flawed. And because here's the thing. If our destiny is based on the best version of me, even if I reach, quote, the best version of me, and Christ is just something there as a prop to get me to there, and I'm still the end goal of my destiny, then even when I achieve all of those things, there will still be a failing. Because even the best version of me, left to me, is still broken. Does that make sense? So even when you achieve everything that you've set out to achieve, even when you have earned all the money, and I'm not saying money is bad. I'm not even saying position is bad. I'm not saying that, that bettering and, and making sure that you are going from one place, I'm not, none of that is bad. But if that is the end goal and if that's how you view destiny, right? To have, I'm going to have the greatest marriage and all my relationships will be perfect and, 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 and all of, I'll have all the money that I'll ever need and, and I'll finally reach that position and I'll finally, I'll finally have all the trinkets that will finally complete me because I have this picture. I'll have, a, I'll have a house and I'll have a dog and I'll have a yard and I'll have 2.5 kids and, and whatever else that looks like, right? Right? 
And I'll be able to afford things that I can't afford now. And, and, and that'll be me. And one day these things that, that held me back, maybe these addictions or these struggles or these mindsets, man, they won't even be there. I'll just, I'll, I'll think better. I'll be better. I'll be me. I'll be the best version of me living my best life now. That's my destiny. Jesus, help me get there. Right? And so we come to church and we hear messages about, about our struggles. And so if we think about these concepts through that lens, what happens is, is we get in this weird place where we still have us as the end product. And we ask Jesus, Jesus, make me better. Help me be better. Hell, she even, and we even ask him to convict us, right? Oh, Jesus, show me where I messed up so I can be better because I want to be the best version of me. I want to be the, I want to, I want to reach that pinnacle of me being it. The problem is, is that is such a world's view of destiny. See, the, to define the, the world's view of destiny would be a human and carnal, and the end goal is the greatest, most elevated version of you. But in, if you look through the lens of a biblical understanding of destiny, it's simply this. The end goal is the greatest, most elevated version of Christ in me. Let me say that again. The difference between us as believers and those in the world and the, and the difference is, 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 is the end goal for believers is not the greatest version of me and that's I'm living my best life. The end goal of the destiny of a believer is, is to finally reach the most, the most played out, the most uh, uh, totally fleshed out. How can Christ be made more? Like that's my destiny. Ah, I want to get to a place in my life not where I have finally reached the best version of me. I want to get to a place in my life where, where Christ has been fully known in me, fully known in every area. He's been revealed and Chris has moved to the background. Are you tracking me on that? Like, do you see the difference? See, when, when, I'm, when I'm the, the, and I'm just going to talk to you. What's that? Thanks. He acts like I didn't know your name. Gabe, I'm just gonna to talk to Gabe for a second, is that okay? Gabe, when me and you are the end product, and we just ask Jesus to come along and make us into this great product, we will still be at the end of that, and there'll be a failing. But destiny through the biblical lens, right? Because we all have said we feel like we have a destiny. I'm just gonna to talk to Gabe, you can just do whatever you want. But when me and Gabe finally realize that, that, that we are not, that our destiny is not the best version of us, but our destiny really is the, the greatest version of Christ in me, being revealed in me, that's our destiny. Now all of a sudden, I'm, I, me and Gabe aren't asking Jesus to make me better into, so I can be better. We're asking Jesus to be in front of us and, and, and to draw us closer to him and less of us. Help me die to myself more daily so that I can reach my destiny and you're my destiny. You being revealed in me. You being revealed in my relationships. Him being revealed in, 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 in all of my failings. All of that stuff, right? Do you get that? See, I don't care if anybody else got it. Gabe got this today. Actually, I think Gabe was just over there going, just keep nodding, just keep nodding. Maybe he'll walk away. <laughs> no, but I need us to see this clearly. 
Because we cannot talk about stepping in to our destiny and that which divides us, which is the supernatural, without first understanding what our destiny actually looks like and what our destiny actually means through a biblical lens. And a biblical lens of our destiny is, is I am getting to a place and I am achieving and striving towards a place where Christ is greater revealed in me and less of, less of Chris. Now, now I said earlier, that that which separates us from walking into our destiny, what separates us from, from being where Christ is, where we, where we miss that, where the struggle is there, it is there is a separation of the supernatural. I want you to understand this, that the supernatural comes in many forms, but it's all linked to faith. The problem is, is, is we kind of link the supernatural to the magnificent. Did you hear what I just said? We kind of link the supernatural to the magnificent, Gabe, like the, the walking on the water, right? The parting of the Red Sea, the, the feeding of the 5,000, all of these great, we, see, we link them, the supernatural to the magnificent. And, and what happens is, is, you, is, is, is I stand before you and I go, you, what stands between you and your destiny in Christ is the supernatural. And what happens is, is most of us just go, well, I don't see the, the, the seas parting and the, the 5,000 being fed. And I've never walked on water. I've tried it. I've filled up the bathtub, sank right to the bottom, right? I've tried it. I've tried all of it. And so what happens is, is because we link the supernatural and him saying what, what divides us is the supernatural, we link that to the magnificent. So what happens, we just go, well, until that happens, until that happens, until the magnificent happens, well, then, then I guess he just doesn't want me to do it and I'll just go back to just trying to be the best version of me. Did you hear what I just said? But what needs to happen is we need to begin to see that the magnificent or the supernatural is not linked to just the magnificent. The supernatural is linked to even the beginning stages of the magnificent. In fact, I want you to see this. If you go back to verse 22, what does it say? It says, it says when they were, when, when Jesus was done, right? When Jesus was done, he told them where to go, Right? He said, immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. What we need to understand and what I want to make sure that we gather this morning is that stepping into your destiny, stepping into that thing and stepping into the supernatural sometimes begins with just an act of obedience. You need to link the fact that the supernatural is not only the magnificent, the supernatural is obedience. Meaning this, we could sit there and say, well, you know what, man, I, I, oh God, I, if you could just wipe out my debt. Oh, you wake up every single day because you believe God wants you debt free so that you can be a blessing in all situations. So, so here's what you do. Because you think destiny and, and supernatural is just the magnificent. So you wake up every day. Oh, Father, do something. Father, you know what? I'll check under every rock, and I'm sure that you're going to put a $1,000 bill. Is there a $1,000 bill? I don't know. You're banking years ago, right? Right? Oh, there's going to be a debit card there with a pin number. Is that better? Okay. Gift card, yes. 
Oh, Father, if you could just send like a millionaire into my life. Father, if these, just give me the numbers. Give me the numbers. Okay, the expiration date on this milk is 11. Okay, that's it. I'll take that one. And, and, and you know the first sign, gas is $2 a night. So, okay, I'll take that one. Now I, I feel that you're leading me to the lottery because you're, you're just, you're giving me a sign. And so do the magnificent in my life. Father, I know that you can do this. And then what happens is this, nothing. You spend $50 on scratchers and all you got is gray dust all over your lap. Right? Right? And some of you are acting like you don't know what I'm talking about. I, I, what are you meaning, gray dust? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, I was praying for you. Come on now. What I'm saying is, is because we link the supernatural to the magnificent, and we pray and ask God, oh God, do something magnificent. Send the finances. Rain them down on me. You know what? I'm going to call all my credit card companies and just say, yes, this is Chris. Is all of my debt canceled yet today? No? Okay, I'll call you back tomorrow. I'm waiting on God. Right? The reality of it is, listen to me. Jesus said, he commanded them, get in the boat, go ahead of me, I'll take care of this, but I need you to be out there. The only way they walked into the magnificent of the supernatural is because they were obedient in the natural things and they were in the right position to experience the supernatural magnificent things. Some of us have never experienced the supernatural, what we would consider magnificent, because we've never been obedient to position ourselves where Christ said, hey, go there. Just trust me and go there. You know what? Trust me and cut up your credit card. Trust me and, and, and let's start by making a budget. Hey, would you just trust me and know that your life will be okay if you don't drink $10 cups of coffee? Oh, did you hear that manifestation? Whoa, there was like demons crying out there. It's like, ah! <laughs> it's what, gee, I'll cast you into pigs. I will. If we had pigs there, I will do it. That Starbucks demon, I will do it, right? Look at every. You know what just happened there? Here's what I noticed. Everybody reached under their lap and just scooted it further back underneath. They're like, bless you, brother. Yes. That ain't us. No, no, no. No. They just, it is all hidden behind their feet. Oh, I see you, sinner. No, but what I'm saying, dude, no, I, I need you to hear me today because I don't want you to miss this. I don't want you to miss the simplicity in this. Because we've got destiny screwed up and because we've got the supernatural screwed up and through the wrong filter, we miss the fact that when he says to do simple things of obedience, we don't view them as supernatural. We don't view them. We sit there and we declare and we sing songs. Oh, God, do amazing things. Oh, God, we're going to see the goodness of you in the land of the living. You are amazing. I want to see you part seas and I want to see you, you know, heal the sick and I want to see you do all of these things. And he says, I, I, I just, I, you know what, I just want you to be faithful and just maybe cracking open up your Bible and just maybe reading the word and hearing what I have to say for a second. Or, or, or maybe, oh, Father, oh, Father, I, 
I know you want my marriage to be better. I know, Father, I know that you called me to have this destiny of a great marriage with a woman who just wants to serve me and, and, and do everything she, and who will pick up her robe on a daily basis and, and not leave sharp, pointy shoes in the closet for me to step on. I know that's what your destiny is for me, God. I know that that's what it is. So God, in your supernatural, change her in Jesus' name. Right? And at night, I can see all you men. You're, you've got buckets of holy oil, and you're just, you're waking, she's, your wives are waking up like, what is all of this stuff? Oh, nothing. I don't know. It must have been a leak. I, I have no idea. You're at night just praying over Father. Change her. Break her. Break her down, Father, to be the servant and the helpmate that I, me, Chris, deserves to have in my destiny because you've called me to be the man of this home that gets what he wants all the time, right? So do what? Do something supernatural by changing her. And then God goes, you know what? My word just says, if you would serve her and love me like I love the church, then maybe she'll have a place and feel safe around you and feel safe in a safe place and comfortable around you to, to become the woman that God's called her to be. But because you've just dictated over her and, and, and commanded and, and never shown love and never served and never created a safe space of love for her, and yet all you've done is just say, change, I deserve, change, I deserve, change, I deserve. The thing that you're crying out for, the supernatural, you've missed it because you've failed to be in the right position in the boat to even experience the supernatural. I'm going to be honest with you. Can I use some examples from us just for a second? I know you don't. I just, men, it's always safe to ask. Amen. No, but it's just the truth. I mean, I've married a strong-willed, red-headed woman who hits like a man, right? I mean, that's just the truth. I live in fear. But that's my own issue. No, but I mean, there were things even, and, and I'm strong-willed, right? I have opinion about everything. Right? I always tell people, if you don't want my opinion, don't ask me. Right? I mean, it's just the truth. Ryan just said amen. Ryan hasn't responded at all to anything all day. And he's just, amen, brother. Preach it. I almost fell out right there. We almost need us. Ushers, quickly, catch him. No, but it's true. Like when me and her, when we first, started, when we first uh, were married, like we were these two strong-willed people, Right? And it was like, who's going to dominate their will over the other? And we loved each other and we walked in that. But something that I had to learn was I, I've got to be a better servant to her. Like, I can't just be praying over her. God, give me, God, you, you promised me a submissive wife. You promised me a, <laughs> I mean, if I don't get the cleanliness, at least give me the submissiveness. Give me something, man. Come on. Right? Come on now. <laughs> right? No, but the reality of it is, is I had to learn. There were things that God had to break in me, like for me to see the supernatural, for, for me to see the supernatural when all of a sudden, this, follow me on this, for all of a sudden, for me to see the miracle of a strong-willed woman, that all of a sudden we come to a place where there's a decision that has to be made. And I look at her and I say, babe, this is what I feel like we're supposed to do. 
knowing that she's got opinions running around in her head, and all of a sudden she just stops and she goes, I trust you. I, I might as well have been walking on water. I might as well have just seen the Red Sea's part. I might as well have just seen the 5,000 being fed. But the only way that that happens is because I, I chose to be obedient. And there, trust me, there are things going the other way too. Don't, I, I don't, please don't make this into a one-sided thing. I, I know that you see me. I, I'm a complete, I get it. I, and the broken, I get all of that. But this is both ways here. There are things that, that she's prayed for her, that she's created a safe space for me, and she's seen the miracle go this way. She's seen the supernatural go this way because she understands her destiny, that she needs to have Christ revealed in her greater way so that she can see the supernatural, the magnificent, but she had to do it because of the obedience. Are you guys tracking with me on this? I know I'm beating this to death, but if you don't, if you grab a hold of this, if you grab a hold of this, you will finally understand there is a destiny for me in Christ. There is a destiny for me to be. So, there is a destiny that he has called me to. But what separates you is the supernatural. But the supernatural can sometimes just look like obedience, being in the right space. When he tells you to walk away from something that you don't want to walk away from, and I'm not talking about you. If you're married, he didn't tell you to walk away. Let me just make that clear. I'm just saying, do everything in your power. Fight, 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 fight for it. But I'm telling you, if there are things in your life that have hold you, that have bound you, that, that are, that are, that whether there are addictions or thought processes that he comes in and you sit there and say, oh, God, release me from that. And he just says, you know what? For me to release you, I want you to just get on the phone and tell that person that you forgive them. Father, they don't deserve it. Father, I need to see them groveling at my feet. That's what I deserve. That's my best life. That's my destiny. My destiny looks like this. When everybody that's ever wronged me comes to my feet and they say to ask for forgiveness from me, that's what my destiny looks like. When me, when I'm finally standing there and everybody comes to me, and Jesus looks back at you and says, no, if you want to see destiny through the eyes of me, you'll see me first. And the supernatural is I'm going to walk in obedience. And he says, you know what? No, you be first. Well, Father, that doesn't sound like supernatural. That sounds like me being less of me. Aha, you got it. Guys, listen to me. I know that we want to see the seas part. I know that we want to see the sick healed. I know that we want to see, I know that we want to, be walking on the water. I know we want to do all that stuff. But we need to check our lives and to see if we've even been obedient to run away from the place that held us, like those that got to the ocean, those that were drawing in closer to Jesus to hear what he has to say, to be fed by that miracle. And, and I know everybody says, oh, I want to see, I want to see healings and miracles. Okay, have you... Have you ever just even just stopped and prayed for somebody? Like there are obedient steps. They are all linked to the supernatural to see you step into your destiny, your biblical destiny. Are you hearing me today? Does this make sense? Come on, this is yes in America. No, no, because if you don't, I'll start over. 
I got nothing else to do today. <laughs> I need us to get this. Crew, you have a destiny on your life. Wendell, you have a destiny on your life. Sonia, you have a destiny on your life. Joni, you have a destiny in your life. Ryan, you have a destiny on your life, a calling on your life, right? But the only way any of us walk into this is through obedience and seeing destiny through the spectrum of the Bible. We got it? Let's pray. Let's pray. Man, I hope you got this today. Man, I hope you got this today. Father God, I just pray right now. Father, I pray that if I didn't fill in the gaps well enough, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you fill in those gaps. Speak to us individually. Speak to us individually, please. Let us be obedient and act upon it. Let us have a revelation of what destiny is and that we have one. Let us see it. Let us see that we are still called to the supernatural and let us understand the supernatural. Father, as this church, as the pastor of this church, man, I want our testimony to be that not that we built buildings or that we did grand things and our name was lifted up, but I want this to be a house that our testimony is, is that was an obedient people. That was an obedient people for the sake of Christ. Let it be so in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Well, stand to your feet, you beautiful people, you. Come on now. Thanks for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 94000 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.